Today's episode of the Roger Hoover podcast is available on iTunes. You can search Roger Hoover, then subscribe right there. Episodes are always available on SoundCloud, also on Stitcher. And also, we have a new partnership. The Roger Hoover podcast is proud to be part of the River City Rogue podcast network. For the best local blogs, vlogs, and podcasts on sports, culture, and entertainment, head to RiverCityRogue.com. Bold views from the bold city and beyond. Hello again, everybody. This is Roger Hoover. Glad to welcome you to today's episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I'm recording on Friday, July 8th, 2016 from MGM Park in Biloxi, Mississippi, where tonight the Jacksonville Suns will close out their series against the Biloxi Shuckers. It has been a winning series for the Jacksonville Suns, taking three of the first four games already here in Biloxi. Only the second time this year the Suns have won a road series, so it's been a very good trip in Biloxi. Well, it was on Tuesday afternoon just getting ready for the game and the radio broadcaster for the Shuckers, Chris Harris, peeked his head in the door and said, hey, would you want to have Marcus Dupree come on the broadcast? And I said, absolutely. And this was on Tuesday and we had released a podcast earlier that day with Leroy Butler, another good football guest, and I thought, why not have Marcus Dupree come with us on the radio, and he spent the entire sixth inning of the game with us, and so we'll play that interview coming up in today's episode. Just a really special treat to have Marcus Dupree join us. He is, of course, a Mississippi high school football legend. He played at Oklahoma, where he was an All-American for just a year and a half under head coach Barry Switzer, ran into some problems there and bounced around in the USFL. Uh, Injuries cut down his career there, played a little bit as well in the NFL for the LA Rams in the early 90s. But uh, if that was just all there was to the story of Marcus Dupree, you may not recognize that name, but I bet most of you have watched the 30 for 30 about his life that came out in fall of 2010, the best that never was. And that's the story of Marcus Dupree. His life was also part of a book called The Courting of Marcus Dupree that was written by Willie Morris, all surrounding the recruitment of Marcus Dupree uh, when he eventually signed with Oklahoma. So a very unexpected guest. He threw out the first pitch here at MGM Park, and we spent the entire inning uh, kind of going over his story, and also he shared some thoughts that you wouldn't necessarily hear in the 30 for 30 as well. So really looking forward to playing this interview with Marcus Dupree, a very unexpected guest, similar to Leroy Butler. Really didn't expect to talk to either of these guys over the past week, but we've been fortunate to talk to them, and so we'll play that interview coming up in just a moment. Uh, Of course, it's been a tough week in America, and I don't want to get too political or anything like that, but just uh, with some of the tragedies we've seen in Louisiana, Minnesota, and then last night in Dallas, certainly want to express that praying for this nation and uh, praying that uh, things will just calm down. That's uh, really the only thing... Uh, I can say about what's gone on over the last 24 hours with what we saw last night and then the, the brutality we saw as well in Minnesota and in Louisiana. It's just been tough to kind of look at a social media, see that news, and see people going to extremes on both sides of things. But uh, again, just hopefully everything will calm down. 
I mentioned just at the start of the podcast that we are now part of the River City Rogue Podcast Network. Scott Manzi and Richard Miller have been friends of mine in Jacksonville for the last several years as they've made it out to the baseball grounds to record some of their shows for the Manzi and Miller on Sports Podcast that I'm a big fan of. Try to always listen to it live uh, when I'm working at the ballpark, but they've launched a great new website again called River City Rogue, and I'm proud that our podcast will be part of their podcast network. And you'll be able to find episodes there in addition to the different sources we have available as well on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on SoundCloud. But uh, check it out, RiverCityRogue.com. They they have a lot of cool content already on the website, and a lot will be coming up as well. They have the Manzi and Miller podcast. They take a look at what's going on with the Jacksonville Cannons uh, Ultimate Frisbee team. And also, they have a Jaguar-specific podcast, the All Jags podcast that Richard Miller does. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun to keep up with the as we get closer to the football season, especially with all their Jaguars content. And I'm just glad that we can add the Roger Hoover podcast to their already very impressive roster of talent that they have from around Jacksonville. So thanks to Richard Miller. Thanks to Scott Manzi for reaching out. I really am excited to be part of the River City Rogue podcast network. Again, today's conversation is with Marcus Dupree. This was recorded as part of Jacksonville's 4-1 win on Tuesday, July 5th. So you're listening to the sixth inning of the ball game. He joined us on the Suns Baseball Network. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Marcus Dupree. Roger Hoover back with you at MGM Park, and now we're pleased to welcome to the broadcast Marcus Dupree, who is here at MGM Park tonight, where he threw out the first pitch and has been signing some autographs for Biloxi fans. Uh, first of all, Marcus, just welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing tonight? Thank you, man. Thank you for, uh, I guess we're at Jacksonville Sports. Yeah, Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, good <laughs> deal. I have a friend who used to play for the Jaguars. Okay, who's uh, that? Jimmy Smith. Okay, very good. Receiver for the Jaguars back, I don't know how long, but 10 years ago, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, he had a great career. Yeah, he did, he did. Of course, Marcus Dupree, a high school football legend here in the state of Mississippi in the early 80s and then played some college or college football at the University of Oklahoma and also suited up for a little bit at Southern Miss, but some time as well in the USFL and the NFL. And now your story, Marcus, is really known nationally. ESPN had the 30 for 30 film that came out came out about you, the best that never was. Uh, came out uh, November 9th, 2010. Does it seem like that long ago it that the movie came out? It doesn't. It went, it, these years go by pretty fast you know uh i think it's like what the, what were we in 2016 now yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> been flying by for it's like you know i still meet people who have just now seen it and they think it's just now coming you know coming out oh right. man you know i just saw that and i never you know oh man you still in phil no i haven't been in philadelphia in 10 years well where do you live now i live in uh crystal springs mississippi and also in coverton louisiana okay how far away is that uh, from Biloxi? Where we're uh, right Covington is just right over here on Highway 10, hit 12, and we're right there in Covington, past Slidell. So about an hour and a half away, a little bit less probably. Oh, very good. Yeah. Do you make it to Biloxi very often? I do. I come here all the time. Uh, I didn't know I had a baseball team here until a friend of mine called me about coming down here. And uh, this is a great park, great view. I see the Bow Revised there. And I can imagine what the people in the hotel are looking this way. And I'm sure that's a great view, it too. It must so, be, yeah. No doubt. 
Rap Brian Anderson at the plate, three and one the count on him. Again, the Suns with a two to one lead, but we're just glad to have Marcus Dupree on with us, and uh, we'll talk about your first pitch a little bit. I know you were warming up a lot before the game, but uh, you were just a little bit outside on that first. Yeah, pitch. you know, I was trying to work on that breaking ball, and it didn't break. So, <laughs> hey, there are a lot of pitchers in this game that had that same problem. Yeah, it didn't break, so it's been a while since I threw a baseball. So that's what I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> so we might just try to break a ball a little bit. Well, did you play baseball very much growing I up? I did. I played it all the time. I was just telling some guys downstairs that I wish I would have stuck with it. I didn't have a lot of people around to tell us, to tell me or tell my friends that, you know, baseball is the way to go. You could have been a lot healthier. And so now I was just showing the scouts my grandson, who has a pretty awesome swing, and uh, they couldn't believe it. It's like, where is this kid? I'm like, he's just nine years old. And I mean, it's, <laughs> he has, like, the perfect swing. I really? Mean, and uh, so he's like, man, you need to keep him going. I'm like, trust me, I will, the best I can. Anderson drew a walk. Now there are two men on for the Suns. Arcia takes just inside to start this at-bat. But, of course, grew up playing football, and I remember the story you talked about in the 30 for 30 film. You used to get, what, bricks on broomsticks yeah, and yeah. trying to lift weights that uh, yeah. way. But, I mean, early, you got so strong so early, it seemed like. I did. I did. It was just from guys being competitive and my friends being competitive. We all we all growing up pushed each other, and uh, that made it try to make us better at everything we did with basketball, track, or even baseball. I mean, we had a great little league team that we didn't know anything about the World Series. That's what, you know, I look back on it. You know, we could have been playing the World Series League. So, you know, it, it, you know just going back and they always say hindsight is twenty twenty, so uh, you can see it so clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, some hindsight now. You go back to that very first play for you in high school football. You ran a touchdown uh, back, a 75-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And did the buzz just really start then, or was there already a lot of buzz around you before you even played it down for Philly? Well, uh, back in, uh, I guess, fifth grade, uh, when I really started playing, uh, the superintendent heard about me every time I touched the ball that it, in the fifth grade, I scored, and uh, so they, I just found out this out when we were just filming the 30 for 30. That spun into the third base side, a good throw by Noriega to get the out at first, but Arcia did his job. He advanced Mooney to third base and Anderson to second on the sacrifice bunts. And uh, so we were, they were telling me about it. I said, Marcus, you know, we had the, the Marcus Dupree rule. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> It was like you could only carry the ball every third play, so the other team would have a chance. And that's, I just found that out when they started filming the third for third. That? Yeah, so <laughs> that was strange to me. I was like, okay. I was wondering, though, how I'm not getting the ball all the time. <laughs> so they just now telling me. What, 30 years later? That's right. <laughs> Here's the first pitch missed inside to Johnson. And, uh, you know, you can look back at all those highlight reels, and you're the fastest guy in the field. A lot of times you were the biggest guy in the field, even bigger than some of your linemen. Was there anyone that really was a challenge for you in high school football? Yeah. Any, like, linebacker or anything? Well, my junior, year, my junior year, we had probably the number one defense in the, in the whole state as a two, two, uh, class 2A team. And they were probably my biggest challenge, uh, my own team. Really? Yeah. Practice every day yeah. then? Yeah. 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 We had some pretty good guys. We had like eight guys sign D1 scholarships off that team that year. Uh, so, you know, just growing up with those guys and everybody knowing what, how each other, each other person thinks, and, mm -hmm. and we're Jill. So... And filled in. Johnson takes outside two and one. And then uh, here's a throw going to the back to the pitcher. It goes into shallow center field. Mooney will cross the plate. He'll score. The Shuckers thought that was all over. But instead, the 
catcher Nottingham with a throwing error back to the pitcher. That'll bring across the next run for the Suns. It's now 3-1 Jacksonville, top of the sixth inning. One of the simplest parts of the game, just getting the baseball back, back to the to pitcher. The and it is a throwing error on Nottingham, his second of the game. Not only did Mooney score, but Anderson goes to third base. Sometimes it's the smallest things. That's right. That's true in football as well. Here's the 2-1. And that's bounced to the second baseman drawn in. Betancourt looks back the runner, then throws to first for the out. Now, the recruitment process for you uh, was covered very well in the film. There was also a book about it, The Courting of Marcus Dupree by Willie Morris. But uh, was it really as crazy as it seemed like with just how much you were bombarded by schools? I mean, I can't even explain to you yeah. uh, how bad it was. I mean, it was just people were coming every day, boxes and boxes of mail were coming every day, and we didn't even have the – just think, of, think about it, we had Twitter and sure. Facebook and <laughs> – Freaking uh, everything, <laughs> Snapchat, whatever. Yeah. I mean, but we didn't have that back then. We just had phone, you know, house phones. And uh, I mean, I would get boxes and boxes and boxes of mail. My my uh, mom's uh, back then. We didn't have all my answer service. We had the. the Here's a base hit just past the third baseman down the left field line. Another run crosses the plate. Anderson, Jeffrey Perez, not stop. He is going to stop at second as the Shuckers just did get a throw back to the infield. It's an RBI double by Jeffrey Perez that grows the Suns' lead to four to one. You're a good luck charm, Marcus. <laughs> Like having you on the air. But an RBI <laughs> well, double I'm by the home Perez. team. I might need to move back on the next. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, so your mom, as we're going to get a pitching change here, but we'll stay here during the break. Two runs have already scored for the Suns in this inning, now 4-1. to one, But uh, your mom, and just trying to keep up with that, I'm sure it was I mean, crazy. It was crazy. I mean, every, you know, she was a school teacher. She taught in the next county over. So every day she would get out of school, get home about 4.15, 4.30, and, uh, you know, the coach was already lined up outside in the driveway down the street. And so they had, like, 15 minutes to talk, and then the next person would come in, and it was just like tag team. It was just one would go out, hey, coach, how you doing? Hey, you know, it was just it was crazy all evening. It was like that. <laughs> And then you eventually committed to the University of Texas and signed with the University of Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma was at the time in the Big 8, Texas in the Southwest Conference. Probably a lot of people that saw the film about you when it came out in 2010, uh, that was right at the height of the SEC winning all the national championships in a row with LSU, Florida, right. Alabama. Were you heavily recruited by SEC schools? And first of all, uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, how hard did those schools go oh, they, after you? They, because- they recruited me pretty hard, but I just wasn't at that time, you know, back in the early 80s, you know, you had the Big 8, and, uh, which is now the Big 12. You know, you had powerhouses like Nebraska and Oklahoma and Texas. Texas wasn't in the Big 8, but just Nebraska and Oklahoma, you know, and, and we ran, and they ran the football at that time, and then you had USC and Notre Dame, so there, that that was the powerhouse team back then, and they were not even throwing Alabama, and uh, Coach Bryan, I had met with Alabama, and they recruited me pretty heavy, and, and one day we were up in the tower watching practice with Coach Brian. And he was like, Marcus, uh, I, I know you want to come to Alabama, but if you come here for me, I won't be here much longer. You know, he told you that day. Yeah. So uh, I was like, so he said, but if you still want to come, you know, we want to take you, but uh, Coach Brian won't be here. Wow. <laughs> you know? How about so I guess that? he saw his he saw his future coming. I mean, you know, he, he coached one more year, and then the next year he died. That's way, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, I'm wearing an orange shirt. I went to school at the University of Tennessee. Johnny oh, Majors, ever man. call you up? Yeah, matter of fact, I was with Johnny Majors back uh, 
during football season at, at uh, when Oklahoma played right. Tennessee. Yeah. So I was up there for that game, and we talked about that. And uh, what's the quarterback, Robinson? He, Tony Robinson. Tony was there yeah. that night. So we sat down and talked, and, and uh, he said, well, I, we recruited you heavy, but I know when Barry came in, I thought Barry probably <laughs> had just a little bit more money than we did at that time. So I'm like, ah, coach. <laughs> But not like going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pitching change is complete for the Shuckers. It's 4-1. to one. They have Tristan Archer now on the mound. He's dealing with Perez at second base and two gone. And at the plate is Jacksonville's Austin Dean. Fouls away the first pitch and strike one. Now, going from Philadelphia, Mississippi to Norman, Oklahoma, what kind of change was that for you? It's tough on anybody, whether you're a college athlete or not, making that transition to just being a college student. But being a college athlete, a lot of attention on you, I'm sure, was different as well. Yeah, it was different, but you know, I adjusted well. But when you know, people tend to forget I already went through my freshman year. I left with my sophomore year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was different. But I adjusted well. I became friends with Wayman Tisdale, who was where we both were the freshmen of the year. He was a basketball player, and I was a football player. So I got a chance to go home with him a lot, and it just everything. It was great. It was just you know certain things just you know just kind of got a hand, and uh, but as far as everything else, it, it was great. You know, the university was great. The fans were great, and, and now I, mean, I go back there now and I go to games, and you just can't beat the fans of the University of Oklahoma there. I mean, they shut down cities when uh, the University of Oklahoma plays. Absolutely. Dean flies out to left field. Uh, we'll stay here during the break if you can stay on this just a half more All inning. But um, talking about that time in the University of Oklahoma, the freshman year, and you knew, of course, you were a great high school player and were able to have some long touchdown runs, things like that. Uh, was there kind of a moment when it clicked that you were going to be able to be a pretty successful college football player well you know not really i just always want to compete and just just be a part of the team i know going to university of oklahoma and you know you go into a school that has tradition and great history and i just want to be a be a part of that tradition of history and be a part of being a part of some great players that have played there and was playing there and uh i just always never knew how good i could be you know i just wanted to keep working and keep pushing and and but i knew uh, just playing with the line I had in high school and then playing behind these big guys that I played with at the University of Oklahoma. You know, I knew I was going to break some runs. <laughs> <laughs> and you certainly did. Uh, just had a terrific freshman season. And uh, even then, as you know, highly publicized you were in high school about the recruitment, uh, was that another level of publicity you got when you were playing at Oklahoma? Oh, oh no doubt. When you play at the University of Oklahoma, it's just like, you know, everybody you play, just because they are the University of Oklahoma, you're going to have every week is going to be like a championship week. Everybody's going to bring their A game, so every week you got to have your A game. There's no time to slack because uh, everybody's trying to beat you. So uh, just 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 being a part of the university and playing that, that tradition, it's, it's, it's always going to be people after you or teams after trying to beat you. Absolutely. And uh, then after your time at Oklahoma came to an end, uh, eventually made your way back to Mississippi uh, to Southern Miss. But even then, after that, it didn't work out to where you got to play for the Golden Eagles, but uh, got to sign with the USFL and New Orleans Breakers. Just how excited were you to get to play professional football for the first time? It was great. You know, being in a city like New Orleans, which are great fans, and I mean, they support the same win, lose, or draw, and they were doing the same thing for the Breakers. And this part of the state was all supporting the Breakers because we used to come over for autograph sessions over here and uh just being a part of uh something fun and you were getting paid to play so that was the most important thing <laughs> <laughs> like being a professional athlete yeah <laughs>
And then, of course, injuries cut down your time there. And for a while, you weren't sure whether or not you would play football. And uh, you had the great just demonstration in the film about how you'd get those heaters on and that back trailer start working out. And that's what really fueled your comeback to the NFL. Uh, no doubt. Uh, I went down to watch the game one time, and I was like, man, I just, I just know I can play this game again. I mean, if I don't make a team, I still want to try. And uh, I just didn't want to get old uh, saying, man, I wish I would have tried. So I took three months of my life and uh, just dedicated to nothing but working out 24-7 and, and just to see if I could come back and play. And uh, so I made the team. Bottom of the sixth inning begins with Tyrone Taylor getting a single into right field. Suns leading 4-1. to one. Patrick Johnson still on the mound. And is it true that Walter Payton was someone that helped you out? Well, we talked all the time. Uh, we, uh, we just talked about different situations, and he said the same thing. If you can think you can come back, you know, uh, just, just try it. Just see. You know, what can it hurt? You can't lose anything, so what? just try to come back. And you did eventually come back and played with the L.A. Rams. And uh, you mentioned in the film that that meant everything to you, just to step on that NFL field, be with the best of the best, and know you could play. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, that's why I wanted to work out and just give it my best shot and put my, you know, my best foot forward. And just to see, you know, and I did, you know, I came back and Coach Robinson told me it's going to take me two years to come back and get back in the, the playing shape that I need to be in and did. And when I got, you know, I had 100 yards against the Raiders in the preseason, then another 60 yards against the Green Bay, and then another 60 yards in one half against the, the uh, San Diego, and I still get cut. But at that time, Chuck, uh, Coach Robinson wasn't there. And uh, they had fired him and brought in Chuck Knox. So just got caught up in the numbers game, and that's part of the business, and I understood that. But I did achieve what I wanted to achieve, and that was to get back in the NFL. He did certainly get back there. Have Angel Ortega at the plate. Suns again with a 4-1 to lead, throw to first, runner back in time. Well, what were the years like for you after your football playing career was done? Well, uh, just getting into different businesses, uh, just uh, raising my grant, my kids, and now, you know, I'm doing uh, different stuff in the oil business. I also do speaking engagements all over across the country. I also join in with FBU Football University, so we are doing camps all over across the country. And matter of fact, when I leave here, I'm getting ready to go to Alaska to do a football camp up there. So okay. uh, just inspiring kids to do better, try to get the grades, and, and uh, try to inspire them to you know, be the best they can be. Have you been to Alaska before? Never. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's certainly. At least I'm like going this out. time of the year, too. So it should be, <laughs> it should be something. Do a little salmon fishing and whatever. That'll be good. Yeah. Here's the one, too. And a swing and a bouncing ball up the middle. Riddle is shortstop on to first in time for the first out of the inning. And Taylor will take second base on that ground out. And uh, in the years leading up to the film, when did they first uh, contact you about making a documentary about your life? Uh, I guess about six months before that. I mean, they were looking for me. People had, like, they didn't know where I was. So they were asking people around my hometown, where's Marcus? And nobody had, like, they knew of where and found the last. I guess the last couple of days that they were about to give up, he finally found me. So uh, it was pretty cool. And I think at that time there was only going to be the, the 30 – I think the 30 for 30 is going to be the 30 most important things that happened on ESPN in the last 30 years. This is so, it back to the pitcher and on the first for the outs. Fred Phillips retired, runner goes to third. It ended up being, you know, the 30 for 30, which is now pretty big. And I guess they play my 30 for 30 at least once or twice a month. I'm always, I can tell when it's played because my Twitter account starts blowing up. And, <laughs> starts blowing yeah. up. What's your Twitter account? What's your name on there? Speed by Dupree. Speed, Speed by Dupree. By Dupree. Now there are two gone in this bottom of the sixth inning. Again, we're visiting with Marcus Dupree, great football star and 
still legendary when you go around the state of Mississippi. If anyone saw you play in high school, I'm sure they come up to you and let you know what it was like to watch you then. Yeah, it's just amazing uh, how many people have driven to Philadelphia, Mississippi, uh, especially my junior year because we were ranked number one in the state of Mississippi at that time. And uh, you just, you just, I meet people all over. Man, we drove from uh, Houston. We drove right. from Texas. We drove from uh, the Biloxi area. You know, we just get in a group, and a group of us just get in the car. So we're going to watch the kid in Philadelphia. He's supposed to be some, some special. So they would, I would, anywhere I go to speak, is always somebody talking about. You know, they they got in a group of guys would sure. get in the car and, and uh, uh, come watch me play. Garrett Cooper, the plate again, runner at third, two gone. And a swing and a miss, one and two. Was there any part of the film that was really tough for you or any part of your story that was tough to reveal to the cameras? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, just, you know, just I just told the truth, whatever. Yeah. You know, I just, it is what it is, and nothing we can do about it but move forward. Yeah, and, I'm, and again, the response has been very positive. You've been able to go around the country wearing an OU visor, and uh, I'm sure, like you said, the relationship between you and Oklahoma now is a lot stronger. Oh, a lot stronger, uh, better than it ever could be. Uh, and I, I, when I'm in Oklahoma, I go to Coach Twister's house, and I mean, he calls me, and you know, he admitted on the 30 for 30 that the, the worst coaching mistake he ever did was, you know, the mistake with me. And uh, so all I can do is, you know, thank a guy for being honest and telling the truth, and he admitted, and we move on. Life goes on. So, 2-2 uh. is sent into right field. Glenn moves back. He'll make the catch, and that ends the inning. Well, Marcus, we certainly appreciate you joining us here on the Suns Baseball Network and talking to a lot of your fans in Jacksonville, Florida. Just best of luck, especially on your trip coming up to Alaska, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. I still have a coach that lives there. Coach uh, Lucius Selman lives there. He used to coach from Jacksonville, Jaguars, and uh, he makes his home there in Jacksonville. So if he's listening, what's up, Coach Selman? Uh, look forward to seeing you come ride some horses, buddy. <laughs> that sounds great. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. That was Marcus Dupree. Well, a great guy, Marcus Dupree. Uh, had a lot of fun catching up with him and learning uh, some of the backstory behind some of what we saw in the 30 for 30 film. But uh, he and I had a chance to talk a little bit after the uh, interview was done and uh, took a picture as well. Just a very nice guy, Marcus Dupree. Wish all the best for him in the future. Well, got to get ready for the game. The Suns and the Shuckers closing out this series. And also, coming up later tonight, we'll have a bus ride to Birmingham, Alabama. The Suns will be back in the Yellowhammer States to play five games against the Barons from Saturday through Wednesday. Then the Suns will be back home in Jacksonville. Who knows? We've got an unexpected guest in Biloxi. Maybe we'll have an unexpected guest coming up on the radio and joining us from Birmingham. So make sure you stay tuned. Again, the podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now part of the River City Rogue Podcast Network. I got to get ready for the game, but until next time, play the waltz, Roy. I remember the night and the Tennessee waltz. Only you know how much I have lost. Yes, I lost my little darling the night that. Playing that beautiful 